Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am feeling fine, and it has everything to do with the sun being out. And it I was going to say, it's the weather for you. It's always the weather. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good weather. It's, it's just, I love being outside. It's great. Oh, I haven't been outside yet today. Oh, Can no. I'm sorry. I've done nothing but be outside today. I know. I'm doing hair today. Oh, you can do hair outside. I thought about it. I need to clean the porch down. I mean, the deck down because there's so much pollen yeah. still out there. And yeah, okay. I see. I see that. Yep. No. Okay. Never mind. No. Change that. Change that. But <laughs> in being inside, I think mm-hmm. I, you told me earlier that you, you caught the Tina movie, that documentary. I did. I did. It's a fascinating movie. I, is it a movie or is it a documentary? I guess it's probably considered it's to be a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It was movie length. <laughs> but you're right. Because she's talking about her life, herself. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're right. Documentary. Hey. We'll, stick, we'll stick with that. Okay. We both watched it and it was so good and it hit so many places that we just wanted to talk about it on air. We just was like, I bet our our yeah. listeners, if they haven't seen it, might should see it. And if they have, then we can all talk about it together. Yeah. And I think it's kind of important, too, that even if you're not like a super fan of Tina, I think you can get so much out of this documentary about her life because there's so much that is universal so are about you, the are struggle you, that she went through. Are you a super fan of Tina? I'm not. Me either. Me either. Okay. I, okay. I like. <laughs> I was like, oh. But, you know, it's, at the same time, I am definitely, I feel like I'm, I'm like a supporter and I'm a mm-hmm. yay, go I'm Tina. I'm a cheerleader I'm a che- for Right. Her. I wouldn't have yeah. gone to her concert probably, but I, I would have been like, yay, and I'd watch it on TV. Right, right. <laughs> Right. I think as a kid growing up and when her Private Dancer album Uh came out, those songs really kind of were all about the 80s. You know what I mean? And it was like... Think about our age, too. Maybe we just weren't at the point we were listening. I'm sorry. But then I was thinking I was Michael Jackson Prince, right? When I still... Well, I'll tell you what, though. I loved her album. I did. It just wasn't like... It just wasn't my first go-to right. music. I will say she was really quite crossover, uh, a crossover mm-hmm. artist. Her music, yeah. a lot of music in the 80s was like that too, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. one of the things that I remember a lot that sticks with me, one of my mm-hmm. fondest high school memories is around Tina Turner's song, Simply the Best. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, when I was in school, by the way, that was Carver High School. In room is when I graduated, <laughs> and uh, we had a corporation that was really supporting. We had a um, majority black high school, and we, you know, it needed some financial support, and this corporation supported it, and they would play simply the best at all of our um, pep rallies when we were celebrating oh. our grades, and so it just was like the theme 
song to my high school experience and you knew it was a good time because we're gonna have a pep rally and get some free t-shirts and people are gonna feel happy and celebrate (laughs) and so simply the best it reminds me of the best of high school I mean it's it's been played throughout my life you know what I mean it's like if it comes on it's like you feel like you have to join in it's just one of those kind of songs so it made other people feel good too and not just me oh Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I thought that was just but special. It's, it's like I'm sitting here gushing <laughs> and then I'm going like, no, I'm not a super fan. But and then it's like, well, I maybe think, because maybe? I don't know. I, I don't know. I enjoy her. But she like I said, she wasn't the person that I would go reach for to listen to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Michael Jackson or Tina Turner. I would probably have gone towards Michael Jackson oh, in that yeah. age. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prince, Tina. Not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying that's who I would have preferred right. that's we, over her. Yeah. That's so we were. Yeah, but regardless. Her the story point was is, fascinating. And yeah. this felt like I was so, because I did, and I really wanted to see uh, what's love got to do with it. Now that's the 19 something version. Do you remember that? 1993. Uh, version, uh, movie about Tina Turner's life where Angela Bassett and her beautiful arms was playing the role of Tina Turner. In her arms, yes. Mm-hmm. I still want Angela Bassett arms, but that's beside the point. It's too much work. Okay, go it ahead. Is. It is. I mean, I mean whatever. So, but, but that's what I learned about Tina's story because I'd heard of the Tina and Ike, and maybe really it was just my age when this was happening mm-hmm. and things were going on. But I, I'd heard of, of Tina and Ike and that Ike was bad. But I just didn't know the story. And I learned the story through uh, what's love got to do with it. And I was like Tina said, like we're friends, Tina, you know, like Tina said in the, uh, the documentary, people really wanted to hear her story of the trauma that she went through and the abuse she went through with, with Ike. Because we want to hear that. She overcame it and was successful no matter what. And that's the story I wanted to hear and that what's love got to do with it told it. So I was like, yay, Tina, you got out of the struggle. And I and I appreciated seeing her story. I never knew what her telling that story did to her until we watched the documentary. Yeah. No, it it's like she f- has accepted the fact that every time his name comes up, it's just going to bring up she's she relives these parts of her life it's it's just really it's really sad because trauma is bad once but to have to relive it over and over again and to never be able to separate herself from that no from that see i didn't think i I, first of all let me just stop with that as a sentence i didn't think period because (laughs) in my mind i leapt from this was a terribly traumatic, abusive experience to, well, she had an abusive experience, but she was rich and she lived happily ever after. So, yay, she still wins where mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, this follows me all through my life. Like I haven't let go and telling it has been even more traumatic because now I can't move away from it. That's all anybody wants to talk about. Right. And I just want right. to run away. And I'm like, Oh darn! I'm one of those people who wanted to talk about it, and and wish that it was okay to just talk about, and it's not. Well, you know, I don't know, it, but these are things I had not thought about 
before her documentary. Right. So she had me sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I did want to hear about that, and I did think that it would be cool if we say, hey, Tina, what did you think of the movie? How did Angela Bassett play you? What did you think? Is a logical question for me. But then right. you find out, she's like, I can't watch my pain really, really big. It's like, I play it all. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, she can't watch her pain really, really big. Right, right. Like, I didn't think. Yeah, no, but I think that's a, a lot of people because every single Tina Turner interview, it's somewhere, somewhere Ike's name's going to come up. Mm-hmm. His name's going to come up. She could never get away with it. And you can imagine uh, away from it. And, you know, you can only imagine, I can only imagine what it was like for her to have built a whole new life for herself, mm-hmm. to build her own success, basically with her own sweat and tears. Yeah. And people still connect you with your past with your as abuser. though it's your present. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I I can't imagine that. So it was funny, though, because someone brought up Ike's name in an interview and she got a hot flash. I started, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. She yeah, was like, oh, Chuck, someone bring me a flash. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but you think about it. That's how traumatizing it is. Just mentioning it caused her to actually have such a physical reaction yeah. mm-hmm. to his name. She had to, you know, they had to stop. Yeah. So but I um, it just tells you something about trauma that I feel like having this experience has made me more sensitive to mm-hmm. that moving forward. But I hate to say that that's this is the first real time I thought about that. And mm-hmm. I wonder how many other times in my life talking to people had I, I don't I don't think that has been a big thing in my life like got me open foot insert open foot open mouth, <laughs> mouth insert foot, foot. You yeah. know, about uh, about um, abuse. I don't feel like mm-hmm. that I've had that issue, but I, I feel like I was susceptible to it when I realized for the first time how mm-hmm. painful seeing the movie would be and talking about it would be for her. I think I yeah. really wanted to gloss it over as, but you did really well, so it's, a, it's all good, right? No, it's right. not. And no, that I needed, trauma still exists. Yeah, it's, and it, it still yeah. haunted her. yeah. Yeah, and I think um, another thing that was really brave of her is Tina, as I said, was one of the first um, like famous people to really talk about abuse in the way that she did. She shined a light on abuse in a way that had not been before. And so maybe that's part of the curiosity of Mm -hmm. it, you know, because, um, and it also, part of the curiosity, and I think, that we've done a lot of growing in terms of knowing what abuse is, mm-hmm. yes. how abuse happens, the psychology behind abuse. When back when she got divorced with, from um, Ike was like seventy eight, and so it was a different world in terms of the way we saw abuse, yeah, the way we true. treated mm-hmm. people who have been in abusive relationships, and. Um, you know, and the way that they, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it at all. Like, did you know any, have you ever heard of anybody when you were growing up of someone who was in a domestic violence. abuse? Yeah. I don't even know if domestic violence, was that a big word back then? Was there a ribbon back then 
for you, you know, just beat your wife. Yeah, uh, domestic violence. <laughs> I, you know, maybe yeah. not. And again, we were younger. Mm-hmm. So those are type of things that probably would have been hidden from us. Yeah, it's true. If if true. things were like that were going on, so that all of this was, uh, you know, this was very interesting, eye opening. What mm-hmm. I learned about the whole, whole her whole experience, her life experience to to this point. So. Yeah, yeah, was, was proud of her yeah. for doing that. But she also pulled out another uh, relationship that a couple of relationships that I hadn't thought a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one about with her mom, and then uh, her relationship with her sons. So there, there's two mm-hmm. two issues there that I got a, a opening in to look at. Like, what was her relationship like with her children? And that's one of the things that I've always wondered: how do um, famous people who are touring all the time and that's part of who they are how do they have a good relationship with their children as a matter of fact Ramel I would be rich and famous but I just love my kids so much <laughs> and I didn't want you just, you just I didn't want like, let to the money go. I was afraid of I didn't know what the relationship would be like if I took it on the road and so that's why you you stayed close to home. That, I, that's why I stayed close yeah. to home because I just didn't yeah. know what to. I, I didn't read a book about how you stay close and and how to child. be rich and yeah. famous with kids. Yeah, I just didn't know. So that's the only reason. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it it was that way for me as well. Uh, yeah. No. Right. <laughs> but um, I think that was such an interesting dynamic too because I think if. She had had her druthers. She would have been home much more often. But yeah. Okay, um, so one thing leads into the other. Because mm-hmm. her parents left her, I mean, like, willingly and knowingly walked out on, right. on her and her sibling. She had a child. Yeah, another sibling Sister. or something. Brother yeah, or something. Anyway, but um, her parents walked out on them, both mm-hmm. of them at two different times. I felt like she might have wanted to be with her kids, but maybe there was something in her, in her that maybe is more. I, I she, maybe she thought, well, I made it, so they'll make it. Or I, I was wondering I if I that affected that. if that affected how she spent so much time away from her kids, or did her career just lead her and she didn't have any control over it? I feel like that I was think a it's case. The latter. In the I think it's the latter. I mean, because for a good part of it. For that first part, you have Ike who is making her do shows, show after show after show. Mm -hmm. Then when she leaves Ike, she has to provide for those same kids, which means now she has to work. Right. And so I think it's that same single mother story that a lot of women have to endure is that they have to provide for their children. And so you go out and you do what's necessary. And for her, that meant working a lot of hours. I'm not... None of us are perfect. And I think if we ever had a, a a glass ball and we could tell the future and we could figure out or have a time machine and go back mm-hmm. and change yeah. things, I'm sure there's certain things that we would change. But her, her parents, her mother in particular, left her. And she says her mother did not want her. Her yeah. mother did not love her. Right. And she says that, like, to this day, she's like, you know, not like I learned that my mom loved me later. No, no. She's Mm-mm. like, she's like, yeah, no. she just never loved me. She never wanted yeah, me. She never wanted me. I hate it. I, it was so heart wrenching when she said 
that her mother was like, all them people coming to see you? Yeah. And I'm like, do, do you know who <laughs> Tina is? You know? It's like, right. how, how can you? And, and you know, you really want that, um, not that confirmation from your parents that right. that you're you're great, you know, you're doing well. And she had all this other thing, but her mom couldn't just say the thing, like, I'm proud of mm-hmm. you. Of course they want to see you. You're amazing. Like, what kind of mama was this? You know? Right. That she and, couldn't and this kind of it just kind of goes back like our episode last week was about mommy issues. Yes. And so this kind of really directly correlates mm-hmm. with the whole idea of mommy issues and what it does to us in our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like in this situation, her, she was abandoned by her mother and her father and mommy lo issues, and behold, daddy issues. Good yeah. Mommy issues, daddy issues. I mean, like who's, if, if neither of your parents quote unquote love you, who do you turn to? Yeah. You know, I, where do you go? And right. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? And Ike was the closest thing to that for her when she was in her teenage years. And he was a narcissist. Something we also talked about in an earlier yeah. episode, but I don't want to get to him quite yet. I wanted to say how, despite her mommy issues and knowing her mom had didn't wasn't supportive couldn't be supportive mm-hmm. she still had that tina still had that feeling of i want to support my mom i want to give her a house i want to do and i'm like now why didn't you just go forget you forever you know instead but she went to the and i don't think she ever got enough in return to feel like I did this and then at least then my mom acted like she liked me. I, I don't, I feel like nothing worked. Right. That, that they, nothing ever healed that relationship. Yeah. And she's got I a lot of a painful t- stuff in her life. Yeah. I think the fact that she gets up every day and finds happiness now, yeah. I think is a real testament to who she has, is, is and who she's become. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that's, it's amazing. I mean, because when you have those mommy and daddy issues, you're drawn to more things that replicate your mommy and daddy issues. Yeah, yes. Like, we got to talk about Ike. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Ike. Although she probably wouldn't want us to talk about Ike, Do but let's talk about sw- Ike. She, he was a horrible, evil character in her life. And yeah. she didn't talk as bad about him as I wanted her to, <laughs> or <laughs> as I think I would in a similar situation. You're like, I, I was, she, I was so impressed. You know, she was like, I wish him well. I was kind of hoping he had, you know, did you hear about Ike? I was hoping he had a, had a radio, you know, had a, had a new an album, album or something. Or something. Mm-hmm. She, she had that forgiveness gene mm-hmm. in her to, you know, at least wish better for him. Mm-hmm. And I I still wanted her to say something mean, you know, just <laughs> so rest funny. in hell. It's... And, you know, but she didn't. So I I just, I, I respected that because he was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. He was, mm, I think along with narcissists, they're not self-aware in a way that allows them empathy. 
Right. You know, so when and there was an interview where they asked him about her trying to commit suicide her suicide attempts mm-hmm. and he was absolutely dumbfounded like they asked how did he feel right. about it and he could not say one feeling <laughs> sentence he could not express he any feelings any he- feeling words that None. is a telltale sign yeah yeah not at all he just blamed her situation on her and it was her seeking attention so yeah so yeah yeah, he's he. Mm, okay, so we're not gonna talk a whole lot about him because he okay. does not deserve it. No, he doesn't. And, he, and his narcissist. See, I get mad at get him, <laughs> and she didn't. So I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to to Tina's level at this mm-hmm. point. So I, we we don't have to talk about 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 him anymore. I will move on to okay. just say. What Tina did to get over him is something, and that experience is something that I want to explore more. When she talked about the chanting mm-hmm. got her through it, mm-hmm. I was like, huh, how did that, how did that work? I don't understand quite how that works, but now I'm intrigued. Well, I am too, but you know what? It makes me, when you say what got her over it, right? Um, helped her get through. I don't know, through it or over it? I, I, I guess don't think through she, it and over it are two different yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. But she to help her reclaim some of herself and, and be able to be all that she became after that. Right. I felt like there was some version of healing or something that had to be that had happened within Absolutely. her. And this had a huge part to play in it. I I would agree with you. I just, um, one thing that Oprah said in this, because Oprah's in there talking mm-hmm. about it. And one quote that Oprah says is, if you don't address the wounds of your past, you continue to bleed. Mm. Which, And I, when I heard that, I was like, so I wonder if she really truly did like if you think about it in those con in that context the way Oprah said it, mm-hmm. you know, did Tina really truly heal from her wounds or did she just did she just endure yeah. the trauma that she um in my yeah. viewing in my viewing of this documentary, I felt like mm-hmm. she persisted through the trauma like she mm-hmm. she i want to say she overcame in spite of but she's always i felt like she just carried it the whole way through yeah yeah and i got the impression that her um trauma as a result of her bad relationship with her husband or ex mm-hmm. uh, ike as well as her mom followed her all through her life like she was having mm-hmm. post traumatic stress disorder symptoms deep into even her marriage is the impression yeah. I got um, yeah. after seeing this and so I know it's big and and it's real uh, and I don't even know how you heal from stuff like that I don't know either I don't know either it, especially in the time frame that she was going through it therapy um yeah. all this kind of stuff that wasn't Hasn't become like mainstream the thing. yet mm-hmm. no. yeah so the fact that she's even here to speak about it is is truly amazing because a lesser person would not be. Well, I you know? was happy that the 
world, the the universe brought her some great success in other things and mm-hmm. brought her what appeared to be a great love in the end. Yeah. On, yes. the, on the on the on the on this half of her life mm-hmm. that she was independently successful and she found That's- love. I want yes, I want to talk about that. What? I want I want to talk about like the fact that when she was 40. Oh yeah. The fact that she was 40, <laughs> she was making she was making her own name for her own self. She wasn't part of a duo. Right. She wasn't part of a team. It was her. She was calling her own shots and she was um making a name for herself. And well, wait a minute at four. Yeah, because so you've seen these little buttons usually around somebody's 40th birthday is black, mm-hmm. you know, so, but it'll say life begins at 40, you know, something like that yeah. for her. Yeah. The better part of life, maybe it began at four. Like she was able to take control of her life and yeah. it and go on a very successful looking route at right. that point. I mean, that gives me hope right there because, you know, I'm over 40. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd like some, some things to turn around and be like, you know, she did this and then 40-something happened and she just, st- her, her trajectory went up and I, I don't know what the rest of that story looks like, but <laughs> but at some point really, it could be really great. Well, I think for myself, when I was 14 and listening to her music and just knowing that she was, I knew that she was a little older, but I didn't, I, I didn't know how old she was. Right. I mean, how could she be that old? Did you see her legs? Okay. I mean, her legs. In her, her, in her itty, itty bitty skirt and the way she, <laughs> she was doing like uh, cardio like for two hours straight. Like she looked older, but surely she had to be a teenager because she in had heels. the in, in heels. In heels. In heels. Surely she oh, had, just, she was yeah. an athlete. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, side absolutely. Job or something. I, I never understood absolutely. how she had that type of energy and I would love to have her thighs. Okay, we, we should, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're going off track. <laughs> well, it's just that, it's, that but, so she, she was an amazing, I still want to call her an athlete. Because no, I she, know that she really, was. she really was an athlete. I think she really was. Do you know what it takes to sing and be able to run around stage no. and Mm-mm. dance Mm-mm. and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, I'm a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I think that, like, when I was 14, I didn't have an appreciation for what that really was. Mm-hmm. Right? The grit and the um, effort that it takes to start all over oh no i didn't appreciate that i just Mm -mm. you know i I just figured she's a good singer and good singers are successful and that's what it looks like but there's so much more that we learn yeah i mean to walk away with with nothing in your pocket from your except my name um, marriage yeah she did that's all her name the only thing she wanted was her name but to face that every day know that you still have responsibilities for your children that had to be scary every day Mm -hmm. and say i'm gonna rock this i'm gonna kill i believe in myself enough to get up and do this over and over again until it's stuck yeah i mean she had what is it stadiums full of people to see her to see they her, said, oh, and she was like fifty. 
Yeah, they said in Rio, she had 186,000 people for one concert. That's like, Crazy. I mean, that's like Durham. I mean, like, really? <laughs> I don't know what the population is, but I'm pretty sure it's Durham. Oh, you know what I goodness. mean? Yes. And that is amazing. So she, uh, she, she did it. She did it. She did it big, like really, really big. Absolutely. And then and she moved away from this United States. I thought that was good. She too. surely did. She um, moved to Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. In 2013, when she got married, I, I think that's a um, when she actually did that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know yeah, how yeah. I'm, I have this love hate relationship with the country I'm in? I'm like, good for her. I know. She could just I go know. away and say, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna live a different way. But she had reason to, right? She had she finally found somebody yeah, that loved her in a way that she could actually feel love. And I cannot I like one of the seeing things them she together. said. Huh? I like seeing them together because I I get the feeling that that's a, a really good relationship. It's a good yeah. thing for her and she deserves it. She does. She said earlier when in um I think it was in a 1984 interview that she had never felt what love was like. Oh, just Can think you imagine? imagine she she had to grow up and that's when the first people who love you are your parents. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you feel love, but she didn't have that. And then when she had somebody who wanted to help be in her life and uh, she she got stupid ike and ike didn't know the he didn't know how to spell love you know i don't even yeah. know that he knew the letters l o v and e you know he was so terrible no so, man just no. to think that she didn't feel loved until that wow yeah and she was i think she was 50 when she met him or close to cuz they wow. went to their, her life yeah. began for her i mean a good part of life she had to go through yeah. a lot of bad to get to this part. But I and you know what though? I think the lesson in it for us mm-hmm. is that even if it takes us to get to 40, to get to 50, mm-hmm. that we still have it within us to change the trajectory of our life. That's she could have stayed with Ike. She could have, you know, done other things, but she chose herself. Mm-hmm. And by choosing herself, she finally got that to that place where she found a relationship where someone really cares for mm-hmm. her and she got to experience something that's very special that we take for granted as humans we take for granted that we're going to be loved right that we are loved she didn't have it and she had to wait a long time in her life yeah. before she got that yeah i i it was a it was a good documentary i like I found that it. she this was also considered her goodbye and mm, because yeah. she was like, this is the last time I'm coming back to the United States. You know, wow. uh, this mm-hmm. is this is my, you know, I probably won't be seen doing anything in public again. again. I guess mm-hmm. with all her money and her big estate, she can just live in her house and just kind of right. stay away with no mm-hmm. feeling of responsibility to anybody else, which I think is a, a, a really good thing. She mm-hmm. has earned her retirement. She, I mean, she gave herself to the world for she so did. many years. She did. I mean, she had a gift that was called, you know, the, the world needed to hear her voice. It's, it's different. Everybody don't sound like Tina. You know, there's a lot of people who are in this world who can sing, but mm-hmm. not many people have that 
that voice, you know, that ability right. that she oh. had. And did I mention she's very athletic? Like, how in the world did somebody <laughs> that age do all that she did? So she had yeah. a gift that needed to be into the world. So I appreciate her for sharing that gift with the yeah. world and then taking time for herself to just go in her little shadow. She didn't have to be seen and she can no. live life the way she wants to. I agree. Right off into the sunset, girl. That's right. We support <laughs> we support you, Tina. We do. I had a whole I gained a whole different respect mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. Um, through this. I already I think I already had a certain amount of respect for her just watching the movie. But to watch this documentary, hear mm-hmm. her own words, hear the people who were truly around her speak about what it was like for her to go through this mm-hmm. experience called life. Right. It just made you go, okay. Well, yeah. She's she's special. Yeah. Much no. respect. She looked good too. Yeah. <laughs> 80 like, something? I know. I was like, you well, go, Tina. But I knew she would. I mean. She's she Tina. Just, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. You know, she, she's Tina. So if you all haven't seen it, we spoiled everything for you. But if you haven't seen it, take a, take a peek. It was really, really good. We, we As you can tell, we liked it so much. We're here talking about it today. Yeah. We wanted to share it with you. I think it's yeah. definitely worth it. And there's so much stuff. We, I mean, we talk about stuff for 40 minutes and we can't even get into the amount of the depth that they go into it please watch it yeah that's one of those things that make you feel something yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely well girl i think that's it right no that was good i I feel talked out on that one i do too yeah i think it was good well we are so thankful that you would have a conversation with us today yep thank you so yeah so until next time y'all peace and and blessings. blessings thanks for joining us today Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.